1: Hello and welcome to Biz Quick. I'm Julie. And I'm Corey. Happy Cinco de Mayo. And I am
0: so glad that you did that intro because I almost just did our radio show intro.
1: Well, I got your back. Just know that. Appreciate How's it going?
0: It is Cinco de Mayo. It is we sh- going. We
1: should call it Cinco de Cabo. Cabo de Mayo. Cabo de Mayo. Yeah,
0: n- neither of those make sense. So there you go. Yes. But yes, uh, today is Cinco de Mayo, and that is a very, very busy day for. Uh, Mexican restaurants. Mm -hmm. Fortunately for us, we are not open. We um, (laughs) decided that it would be better if we did not open up before Cinco de Mayo because it would be a complete and utter shit show for us. And it would be a terrible, terrible experience for our guests. So we said, let's just wait a little bit. We're already behind schedule. What's a few more days?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's respectable that you're looking out for the guests and wanting them to have the best possible experience.
0: Yeah, our guests, our employees, everybody. We don't want – because, like, if if the Cabo fans out there who live in Richmond found out that we were open on Cinco de Mayo, they would definitely come to Cabo on Cinco de Mayo. We would be on a crazy wait. We would be way behind, long ticket times, uh, a very, very, very green staff. It would and, – and they would be put – under stress that they shouldn't be put under like everybody would be working overtime to keep this thing just afloat we said nope we're just gonna we're gonna wait
1: nice okay all right so you're close to opening though
0: we are and um unless something just crazy uh has happened by the time you hear this we will be open on tuesday the 10th that is our official open date tuesday the 10th yes but we might push that back a week, maybe a couple months. I don't know. <laughs> I never fucking know with this. It's so annoying. It, like This process has been uh, as expected, which is we've, we've done everything that we expected to do, and it has been as stressful as uh, you can imagine. Um, we were guaranteed that we would have our certificate of occupancy on March 15th. Um, and that certificate of occupancy for everybody out there who doesn't know what that is. And if I refer to a CO, that's what I'm talking about is basically the city saying that we are allowed to have the public in our space. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we were guaranteed that we were going to get it on the 15th by our contractor, um, on, uh, I want to say it was like April 12th. So almost a full month later, we still didn't have our CO. We didn't have our TCO, Temporary Certificate of Occupancy. And I was just getting frustrated because I was just getting the same runaround from the only person who I could talk to, which would be my contractor. And so finally, I contacted another contractor, a friend of mine in town, and asked him about it. And he said, well, let's dive into this. So we pull up this online portal, which is a bit clunky to use. It's a government site. What do you expect? Um and he's like, well, here, look at, you know, this, this, and this, and we're kind of looking at things and it turns out, so we were supposed to have all of our permits done by the 15th because you have to have all of your permits completed and finalized before you can get your CO. And we find out that we didn't get all of our permits completed until the 30th. And on that last one, after you like click four different things to get into the notes, like the, the meat of that permit, it says, everything is good. Waiting on the audit from the city they are approved for a TCO, contact this person to get it. And I was like, wait, what? So we were approved to apply for a TCO 12 days ago? And he's like, yeah, looks like it. And the person's name and and phone number and email is there. So I call, of course she doesn't answer. Um, I send her an email and surprisingly, At like 6.30 in the afternoon that day, so a couple hours later, but 6.30 in the afternoon, a government employee replied to my email. I'm like, what are you doing sending an email at 6.30? This is crazy. Um, She replied. She's like, oh, you know, this has, you know, kind of got pushed aside. We got a new team. We're overloaded, whatever. She's like, I'm working on this now. And expect to have a call from somebody in the morning. I said, uh, you know, 10 o'clock the next morning. I... uh, call again, straight to voicemail. I send her another email. And then probably about, it was about six hours later. So it was about 4 p.m. in the afternoon. I get an email from her with a uh, string of, uh, of emails below it that she just forwarded to me. And lo and behold, we just got approved. Our CO approved. And all it took was me sending an email to the right person. Right. Now we're a month behind schedule and that is hundreds of thousands of dollars that we did not make because we were a month behind schedule. And the next day, like my contractor doesn't even say call or say anything. One of his employees put a note on the door of the restaurant with the CEO there and says, Hey, you know, congratulations. Here you go. I'm like, yeah, I know. Cause I did that. <laughs> You're welcome for doing your job. And then, yeah. And it's just frustrating because we could have been open At the beginning of the month. We could have been open a month ago. Nope. We were just twiddling our thumbs.
1: Wow. That's a lot of, that's a lot.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah. And then I already had this, you know, I already talked about this on, I don't even think it has aired yet because we've, we've recorded so many podcasts recently. Um, but just that conversation I had with the contractor. Oh, no,
1: that was on Defeat the Chaos. Yeah, I know. And that would have aired, yes, it aired on the 28th. Oh, okay.
0: yes. Um,
1: Before 28th, yes. Sure.
0: Um, but about how uh, my contractor, like, he was getting all grumpy with me because I was not, I'm just threatening to not pay him until he can provide me some information. I will pay him what I owe him, but that aside. And I was like, and like, let's not forget about the fact that we haven't been open for a month. And that's like $200,000 in revenue that we didn't, we didn't get probably more because of, you know, this. And he was like, well, he's like, uh, you, if you're talking about income, cause that's different from revenue. And I was like, no, that's why I used revenue. I know what word I'm using. I'm actually intelligent. You aren't,
1: <laughs> but he's a man.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then that was the other fun part is he threatened, threatened, tried to insult my manhood because he, uh, cause I sent an email to him that I told him I was going to send to him. And he was like, we discussed in person and I can't believe you're doing this over email. And I'm like, I don't know what to tell you, dude. Cause I told you, I'm going to send you an email. And then I did. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's all, you know, you know, tension is high stress, you know, people's, you know, stress is running high in people. And sometimes we got to I don't know. Cut people a little slack. Give them a little bit more grace. I guess,
0: but like in the email that I wrote to him, I did everything I could to be as, uh, like like uninsulting. Like I was not trying to do. Like, I I said, hey, like there's all of these problems, and I'm not blaming you or your company, but mm-hmm. your subcontractors mm-hmm. were doing this. And I was like, for instance, um, I I personally spent five hours of my day, one day last week or two weeks ago, um, power washing and scrubbing the floor behind the bar. It's not a big floor. It's about 35 feet long. And how many, how
1: long did you spend doing it?
0: Five hours. Because that's how bad they screwed up the floor. We've got this really nice floor behind the Mm -hmm. bar and in the kitchen, it's called Eco Grip. And it's designed to, so you don't have to have those crappy mats behind the bar. It's Mm -hmm. slip resistant. It creates this seal this barrier so you can get water all over it. It doesn't, like, you don't have to worry about it, etc. Um, but they got paint and glue and dirt and God knows what all over the, all over the floor. And I, it took me five hours to scrub it. And I'm like, this is the stuff that, like, these are the problems that, that like, I'm dealing with because people are sloppy and they're lazy and they don't have any respect for the, the job that they're working on, which, I mean, kind of is an indictment on them because it's like, well, if you did a better job managing your subs, we wouldn't have this problem. But it's just stuff like that. That's just, and, and there's nothing that I can do about it other than grin and bear it and scrub the floor for five hours.
1: Yeah. I guess it's just, that comes down to, you know, people's work ethic is, you know, people, and, and and maybe this is one of the lessons that we learned, you know, fairly early on with SB pace is nobody's ever going to care more about our business than we do. Nobody ever. Right. And, and, Even when it comes to physical things, right? Like building out the, you know, doing the build out, it would be nice if these professional people were in there and they cared as much about the outcome of their work as you care about the overall product and what your business looks like. But they don't. And, it sucks because it puts more pressure on you and it also makes, puts you in a situation where you're like, I'm actually like cleaning up other people's shit and then I got to pay you to, for that privilege. Cause sure. that's what's happening. Sure.
0: And, and like the, another frustrating thing there was, so this, this floor, this EcoGrip floor cost us roughly $22,000 right. to install. It's an expensive floor. Yes. And the plumbers had zero regard for the actual floor. They drilled holes into it where they weren't supposed to drill holes. They they it looks like in one part, they took like a hatchet to it. It was just cut to shit. And we had to pay EcoGrip to come back and fix all of these things to the tune of about $1,300. So that's $1,300 that I had to pay in addition to the $22,000 for the floor. And I said, and yes, I'm going to take this out of what we owe you because that's – That's not our fault that the plumbers ruined this floor and ruined the warranty and all of that. And he's like, well, I'm not paying it. I'm like, I'm not asking you to pay it. I'm asking the plumbers to pay it. I'm asking you to push back on the plumbers because they're the ones who did the shitty work. What did he say? He didn't even, he just said that like usual, everything is my fault. So the reason that the plumbers did that is because we made so many changes and I was like, uh, I didn't make those changes. In fact, the one place where they just completely fucked up the wall, like the the seal on the wall, they weren't even supposed to run a pipe there. There was supposed to be a drain in the floor, and they decided to run it like this weird way, run this line. And I'm like, th- th- I don't even know why they did what they did. That wasn't in the designs. It wasn't, they just decided that they're like, hey, well, there's a perfectly good $22,000 floor here. Somebody go grab a hatchet. Let's go to town.
1: <laughs> wow. So how do you, uh, how do you, yeah. How do you think that'll uh, play out?
0: Um, we will see. I don't know, but it's, it's going to be a continuous conversation. And again, I'm not trying to negotiate. I'm not trying to get out of paying money. I just don't want to pay for something that I didn't do. Purchase, buy, screw up. I'll own it. We did make changes. We made a lot of changes in that space, and the electrical was a big one. We ran, a, we did a lot more electrical work in there than what was initially planned for, budgeted for, designed for, and we added a lot of stuff. I'll pay for that happily because I did that. I didn't drill six holes in the floor on accident. So
1: did you? Did you drill one hole in the floor on accident?
0: I didn't touch the floor because it's twenty two thousand dollars, Julie. <laughs>
1: All right. Well, let's 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 move on to happier things, all right? Okay. So, you are, you know, by the time this airs, days away from opening and mixing margaritas and making tacos and all the things. So, this is like what, 15 years in the making? 17 years. 17 so. years in the making. Almost
0: to the day, which is crazy because we opened I helped open Cabo Fish Taco Blacksburg May 9th, two thousand
1: five, and yours will open May tenth. Yes, yeah. So I I am just like, what is like? I don't know. I know this is going to be a really awkward question for you because I know you. But what's it? What's it feel like to have been chasing this for on and off for seventeen years, and it's finally about to happen.
0: Um, I'm still waiting for something to happen to stop it. (laughs) If between now, if between now Cinco de Mayo, May 5th and May 10th, the apocalypse happens. That's my fault, everybody. And I apologize because the universe has gone out of its way to make sure that Corey doesn't own a Cabo Fish Taco. And there's still a few days left for something to happen.
1: Well, <laughs> I, yeah, okay. I don't, I don't think, I think the universe is actually very much played, you know, played, giving you favor, showing you favor.
0: I don't know. I've, I've, I've pushed a lot. Like, I, like this process, this particular process uh, for this, this particular Cabo started three years ago, mm-hmm. 2019, mm-hmm. there was a pandemic. Now we've got a labor crisis. Now we've Mm -hmm. got inflation. Now we've got a food shortage coming up. We've got all of these things, I Mm -hmm. mean, coming my way. And I'm like, and it's like, all right, well, no, I'm just going to force this. Everything says I shouldn't, but I'm going to force it. And now the apocalypse apocalypse is going to (laughs) happen.
1: The apocalypse is not going to happen. Uh, Apocalypse light. I don't know. We got to take a break. Um, Okay, we'll tell our listeners about Certivium.
0: So Certivium. God, did we talk
1: about Patreon?
0: No, we didn't. Oh, we'll man. do that. And we'll do that on the other side. Okay, yeah. let's so do that. Certivium yeah. uh, is our other business that we own with. Uh, another business partner, Stacy. And it is all about customer service, social media engagement. It's everything that small business owners need to take care of the number one thing in their life, and that's their customers. Um, We can help you out in many different areas. Check it out on our website, certivium.com. The spelling of that doesn't matter because the link is in our show notes. So check that out and we will take a quick break and we'll be right back to continue this
1: Cinco de Mayo Conversation. All right, welcome back to the show. We are, this is all things Cabo since it's Cinco de Mayo. We're talking about tacos and margaritas and Corey stressing out.
0: We actually haven't (laughs) talked about tacos or margaritas yet.
1: Mm, We haven't, you're right. You know
0: what I want to do? Um,
1: What do you want to do?
0: Shit on everybody who voted in the margarita madness competition that we had. I'm pretty sure by the end everybody was fucking with me, right? (laughs)
1: I was.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so for everybody out there who who wasn't aware, we had this competition where I made this bracket of all of the margaritas in the restaurant, Mm -hmm. and to fill it out so that we had 16 quote-unquote teams, I had a style, Mm -hmm. so on the rocks or frozen, with every intention knowing that, in my mind, hoping, just assuming that when... On the rocks or frozen went up against an actual margarita. That actual margarita would probably win because it was what's the best margarita out there. Mm-hmm. And I believe you, or maybe it was Gary. Somebody brought up like, "What happens if like Gary? Like, what happens if uh, you know one of those advances?" I'm like, well, "That's not going to happen. Nobody would ever do that. That's just dumb." And guess who won the entire competition? The 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 won the whole shebang on the rocks. <laughs> you guys are a bunch of jerks.
1: <laughs> I laughed when I saw it. Yeah.
0: I put so much work into that, and then on the rocks wins. Come on, I know. I was hoping that shot of tequila was going to win.
1: That would have been cool. That's
0: my favorite type of margarita.
1: I do love a shot of tequila. Yeah. Really good tequila, though. It Obviously, has to be. yeah. Obviously, we're Nobody... not going to
0: not shooting tortilla gold. That's for certain. I don't even. Is that a thing? Yeah, it's terrible. Oh, that's, that's so? what we put in our El Cheapo. <laughs>
1: <laughs> is there really a margarita called El Cheapo?
0: A tequila, and yeah, there's a margarita called El Chipo and a tequila called Tortilla Gold.
1: Nice. It okay. Is inexpensive. Yeah. All right. So you've got... Now you're opening with a limited menu or a full menu?
0: Limited menu, limited capacity. So we um, pulled out 20% of our seats to... Just make it that much easier on the kitchen because in restaurants in general, the kitchen is generally where the bottleneck is. It's the hardest place to train. It's the hardest thing to control because there's just so many moving pieces in there. For like a server or a bartender, for the most part, you can, if you're good, if you've been doing it for, you know, years, like you can pretty much go anywhere and pick it up fairly quickly Mm -hmm. because it's, you got to learn the menu and you have to learn like the processes and that type of stuff, but serving, serving. And but kitchen like you like we have a whole new staff in there. We've got one guy who from Blacksburg from the Blacksburg store in there who obviously knows the the menu knows it well. And then we've got Matt, um, but he hasn't worked at a Cabo in six years, maybe. So he's very rusty um, when it comes to that. And so uh, so to help alleviate the the strain on the kitchen, we pull out pulled out tables so that it, it just that's fewer people that can, you know, cause a problem for us, um, in terms of like bottleneck in the kitchen. Um, again, like we can p- pack the bar out because if you're, if you bartended before you bartended before and you might be a little slow and you haven't really got the muscle memory down on how to make the margaritas and all of that. But pouring a draft beer is pouring a draft beer, regardless of, of where you've ever worked for the most part. Some places actually have shitty draft towers. We do not. Um, but, um. Yeah, so that's that. So limited menu, limited seating, uh, limited hours. Um, we're uh, I don't really know because we haven't made that decision yet. Uh, as of right now, as recording it, because we're doing this before Cinco de Mayo, um, but we might actually not even open on Mondays in the month of May. Okay. Um, so that's that's where we are. Um, we've got uh, a little event going on this weekend. Um, Friends and family night and day, Um, invite only. So all of you BizQuick listeners out there, if you didn't get an invite, you're not invited.
1: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Hurtful. Yes. Hurtful.
0: Um, But that's uh, just a simple way to kind of ease into business because Mm – you get all of your friends and family in there and more than likely, hopefully they're not going to be complete dicks to your hopefully. staff. Hopefully you never know. Um, but it's a way to kind of showcase the showcase, the place to everybody who's helped get you to where you are, everybody who you want to be. for us, there's certain people we invited who, um, you know, can help kind of get the word out about how awesome we are. There's like a, uh, a couple of people who have like big food Instagram accounts um, for Richmond specifically who are we invited because we want them to show up and check it out and get that that sneak peek at what what Cabo is going to be like. Um, so, yeah, that's where we are.
1: Nice. So how many people are you expecting for friends and family?
0: Um, we've got a couple hundred on the list. So okay. spread that out, out. When did I become?
1: When did you come from <laughs> Canada? Canada. <laughs>
0: Canada. Um, spread that out over uh, two days, basically.
1: Okay, so. so it's, like, what, Friday and Saturday? Yeah. And then you're closed for a couple days to kind of regroup?
0: Yeah, regroup, um, get a breather, give our staff, because everybody's going to be working a lot of hours, so give our staff a day off so they can just take a break. Um, Matt and I will be able to it. Sounds go. like
1: you're mollycoddling the staff a little bit over there at Cabo Fish Taco.
0: What, you want me to work them harder? Yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, they haven't worked at all yet. Well, I mean, yeah. So we're going to work them two days and then we're going to give them a day off because they worked hard. Work- I'm totally fucking with uh, you. Yeah, I was
0: like, they're working prior to that. It's not like, you know, especially the kitchen. The kitchen's going to be in there prepping and working. Yeah, they got to go. They
1: got a lot of training yeah. coming their way. How many average hours of training will the.
0: So it it kind of varies. Um, not enough is okay. the answer that I'm okay. going to give. They definitely and how not. are you
1: doing on hiring?
0: Um, we're doing okay. Okay. I'd say we're about. 90% of the way there overall.
1: That's that's very good considering. Yeah. Now, hopefully, everybody will show up on day one and day two.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, I've got, um, I made some phone calls this week to some people who I haven't heard from. And just like, hey, uh, you know, just making sure you still want to work here because I'm, Planning on you working here, and so
1: like people that have, that you interviewed early on, or the people
0: I interviewed and and offered a job to, and they're like everything sounds good, and I sent an email out to the group, and most people replied. I sent another email out, and then there was I don't know five or six people who I just never heard from
1: front or back, front of
0: the house. Okay. Um, that was only the front of the house. Matt's dealing with the back of the oh, house. Oh, okay. okay. Um, and yeah, and I was like, hmm, well that kind of sucks. Like one per, one of the one of the people I know, she works uh, she's got a job um, that she does doubles on the weekends, Saturday and Sunday. So I know like for instance she's not gonna get that message until probably late tonight. And okay. so that's fine. Like I'm not expecting her to have picked up her phone call with the phone, but the other people I'm like, I know that you only have a nine to five. Like you should be available on a Sunday to to answer my phone call, or respond to an email, something.
1: Right. You know? Yeah. Well hopefully maybe they're just, you know busy. <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, and uh, given them the benefit of the doubt. I'm like, yeah. know, there's a chance that my email went to spam or junk or whatever. And, yeah. And, you know, but the, the other thing, and you know, kids these days, Julie, um, <laughs> I know that on your phone, like your voicemail has you, presumably, it doesn't sound like you at all, but it is me <laughs> saying, Hey, you've reached Julie, blah, blah, leave a message, right? Yes. I'm pretty sure I have one as well that I'm fairly certain I recorded it. Hey, like, it's Corey. Yeah, I probably recorded that in 2003 and haven't changed it since.
1: That's about um, when I recorded mine. Yeah. That's that. That's. Were you 13 in 2003? <laughs> that's, you, you don't know how many times people will leave me a voicemail and then they'll be like, who is on your voicemail? Yeah. I'm like, that's me. No,
0: it's not. It um, is me. But uh, <laughs> not every single person I left a voicemail for today. None of them had a personalized reading. It was the you have reached blah blah blah. This number, this number, this number, whatever. Um,
1: so th- you never even know if you got the right person.
0: Yeah, I know, which is which is frustrating and scary from that perspective because it's like, did I just leave some random person a phone like a message? And now this person who's expecting a phone call never got one, and you know all of that. Um, but it's also they're all younger kids. Like like I don't like using voicemail. I think is is an old person thing.
1: Well. But let's be real. If somebody leaves you a voicemail, like what are your rules for listening to a voicemail?
0: Well, I do Because we all have them. I don't generally answer phone numbers I don't know. Right. So the only way that you're going to get a call back from me is if you leave a voicemail. So I listen to them.
1: Do you, if I leave you a voicemail, do you listen to it? Yeah.
0: I mean, unless it's like, you know, I'm calling you almost right back. Where I'm like, you know, I don't need to listen to that voicemail because you're still there. Like, hey, you know, know. I don't listen to any of Bill Bolton's voicemails. He leaves me a lot of voicemails. Just just saying that, Bill.
1: (laughs) I never listen to them unless it's like a number that I don't know. If you left me a voicemail, I wouldn't listen to it.
0: Hmm. Noted.
1: My sister leaves me voicemails all the time. I never listen to them.
0: Interesting. When you leave a voicemail, do you leave voicemails? Not usually. Very rarely. So one thing that I do, which also... I'll send a text. Yeah. I hate texting. Um,
1: You'd rather I leave a voicemail than send a text? Yeah. Hmm.
0: Because you already called me. I already ignored the phone call. (laughs) Just joking, Julie. Um, It's hurtful. But one thing that I noticed that I do, and this is a throwback to like answering machine days, (laughs) I always leave my phone number... On my voicemails that I leave, I'm like, hey, you know, this is Corey from Cabo Fish Taco just, you know, trying to catch up. Give me a call back when you get a chance, 540, blah, blah, blah. Um,
1: You know your number comes up, right?
0: (laughs) I know. I know. I'm well aware of that. My phone number is attached to that voicemail already, but I always leave it. It's just habit.
1: (laughs) That's so funny. Yeah. Let's, you know, but we'll hope, (laughs) hopefully you're, you know, most people, like, let's say you get like a 90% people, Showing up, still interested, that have said yes.
0: Yeah, and we're going to get a lot more um, over the coming days, like after we actually open, because for a lot of people, they're like, yeah, you know, I was waiting for them to open and I'll apply. Um, Why? That's just what they, I mean, they want to make sure that we're like for real. And they, I mean, obviously, uh, the whole process of opening has been pretty... um, Pretty ambiguous when it comes to the opening date.
1: Well, you've been intentionally ambiguous about the opening date, though.
0: Not with my staff, though. Oh. I've been like, hey, here's what I'm aiming for, but here's what might happen. And, hey, can you just be kind of patient and realistic or reasonable because it might not actually happen? Because we don't really know. Um, (laughs) I mean, we do now, but, like, it it has been – it wasn't until the – Thursday of last week, whatever, whatever. After you got the health inspection. Yeah, it was like after we got the health inspection. That was last Wednesday. Yeah. yeah. Um, And to whatever. That doesn't matter. But it wasn't until we got the health inspection because I was like, I don't know when we're getting our CO. I don't know when, and and, I mean, and like theory we can get the health inspection fairly quickly after that. And everything else should, all those dominoes should fall in place afterwards. Um, The ABC permit has been challenging, Mm -hmm. um, more challenging than it should have been. But, uh, you know, it's... Again, ambiguous with the date for the public, but like we need to tell our staff, hey, put in your two weeks notice because we want you full time over here now. Um, so, are you hiring mostly full
1: time people or are you hiring a lot of part time people?
0: It's a 50 50 mix in the front of the house. Back of the house has got more full time than in front of the house. Um, but that's usually how that works. Front of the house people are just looking to pick up a couple extra shifts. We had this guy come in um, the other day and he was like, hey, you know, like I'm. He's a realtor and he's like, I'm just trying to get a couple extra dollars just to help make make ends meet. Um, you know, I, I can do Tuesday nights or like Tuesday lunches and Friday nights or something like that. And I'm like, perfect. That's fine. You can have that set schedule done.
1: Nice. Okay. Yeah. So that, you know, it's all cool. working out. We're getting there. It's all working out. Okay. Well, listen, Cinco de Mayo. I am assuming you're going to drink some margaritas today. Pff,
0: maybe. Probably not. No. No. I'm well, not a big margarita fan.
1: I love margaritas. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you mean we should go have one after this? Okay. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. Well, listen, I guess we got a we gotta script yeah, that I'm, we script. do. Yeah, I'm waiting here. for you because so you great. have
0: the first part of that
1: script. <laughs> I, you know, uh, I'm sorry. I just forgot. So, hey, thanks for uh, joining us to tell us all about Cabo and what's happening there and get everybody excited and people, hopefully people's mouths are watering just thinking about tacos. Thanks for having me
0: on the show, Julie. You're
1: welcome. Thanks to our listeners for tuning in. We love you. Everything you want to know, including um, more information about Cabo Fish Taco is in the show notes.
0: And if you want to work with us, if you want to connect with us, if you want to follow us on social media, head on over to our website, com. Everything you need to know about us is, is out there, including a link to Certivium, our other business, which I believe I
1: told them about at the break.
0: I don't know. We I don't did. know. I did. We forgot did. to tell them about Patreon as well again. That's okay. Whatever.
1: All right. Hey, we have a radio show. It's on weekdays nope it's really just we on won. on thursday yeah.
0: but i mean they, t-
1: it is a weekday yes. every thursday morning 9 a.m eastern on the voice america business channel and it's called defeat the chaos and as for our podcast we would love it if you haven't already download and rate it please subscribe and gosh darn give us a review because that helps with the you know big tech logger Logarithms? Algorithm. Al- algorithm. Algorithm. I always get those ones wrong.
0: Yeah, logarithm is a math thing.
1: Algorithm is a. Well, it's kind of a math thing. That's a math yeah. thing, too. Anyway, if you, you know, if you, if you read and review and subscribe and give us. You know, use words. It helps. And you can reach out to us about topics.
0: Oh, my God. That was painful. <laughs> it
1: really was more for me than you. Yeah.
0: So <laughs> go buy our uh, book. It's called Seriously, Now What? A Small Business Guide to Disaster Preparedness. There's a workbook uh, available for download on our website. Um, and if you've already purchased it, go rate and review it on Amazon. We're the number one bestseller.
1: And listen, that last part took me so long that Corey decided to eat a snack in the middle <laughs>
0: <laughs> I did. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm Julie. And I'm Corey. This was BizQuick, helping small businesses across America.